Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. Hi, guys. This is Lee from North Carolina. I have a question about backdoor Roth IRAs. My wife has a rollover 401k from a previous employer. I was curious if this is eligible to be used to do a backdoor Roth. And if so, how would I go about doing that? And provides unbiased answers. It's a 401k. You rolled over into an IRA. So it's a rollover IRA. Well, that's pretty easy. Open up a Roth account, start moving the assets over there. Just know that every asset that you move over to the Roth is added to your income. Invest Talk. Over 32 million downloads and counting. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, August 24, 2021. I appreciate you being with me. And of course, we are what? Now, last part of August, coming up on September. Fall's not too far away. Now, for you that don't live in Southern California, fall, September is usually one of the hottest months for us. September is. Uh, We've had a pretty cool August, but September can be very hot. But in the rest of the Northeast, where I lived for a number of years after college, fall is really pleasant. A little rainy, but very pleasant. Anyways. So we, uh, we, what do we have? Uh, we're coming up on the last month of the quarter as well. So that's September. And, you know, we just, it seems like we just finished earnings season. We just finished. I got, some, I got one of my talking points is about that. Anyways, there certainly is no time to be, you know, distracted because as we, everybody goes back to school and who knows what that's going to look like. But you still have to keep an eye, keep the same focus on your money. Got to keep doing it. It's never an ending process. I know that. And actually, I like doing it. I think most people listening to the show like watching their money, like to see it grow and get distressed when it doesn't. I know I do. I don't like it. No one likes it. So on today's program and podcast, I'm going to operate on the same mission statement I do every day, independent thinking and shared success. And that means I will give you facts. I will tell you everything that I can tell you, uh, everything the SEC will allow me to tell you when you call. Notice I don't give you stock ideas. I don't. I can't. I'm not, I'm not allowed to by the SEC. I can answer questions. I can answer any questions about stocks, any questions. I can talk about the economy. I can, tell about, I can bring up anything else, but I can't say, I think you should buy XYZ company. And this is why. I can't do that. So you drive the show, not me. You drive it. I'm Steve Peasley, and I encourage you to give me a call and you, so you can drive the show in any direction you want to as long as it's financial. You know, so you can call me right now. We're live. We're live every day, Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific time. And uh, you can leave a question after the show and we'll try to get to them as soon as possible, usually in the next program, the program after that, as fast as we can. So please do that. The number is always the same, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. 
So I'd like to get right to it. So let's go to get to our first question. Oh, we have a live caller, Jacob in the Bay Area. Hi, J- Hi Jacob. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Uh, I had a question about Kroger. Um, uh-huh. I took a position in this last year when the shutdown initially started as a play on people, you know, eating at home more often. Um, now that we're kind of settling out with that and it's had a pretty good run, I'm up about 40%. Uh, I was wondering about taking some profits. So I was uh, wondering what you thought. Well, I like Kroger. Um, KR is a symbol, everybody. Um, and if you don't know what it is, it operates 2,742 supermarkets, convenience stores, and jewelry stores under Kroger, Ralph's, and other names. Here on the West Coast, uh, it's Ralph's. I think Kroger is in the East and in the Midwest, if I remember right. Uh, let's see. Uh, they pay a 1.8% dividend. They're going to make $3.06 this year, this coming year. This year, they're going to make three forty-seven. Actually, I feel that you should take some profits at this stage. I wouldn't get out, but I might take I might take half my position off, take half of it at least. Why? Well, because the five year range in the P is nine to seventeen, and uh, it's at fourteen now, and I, I don't know if I can trust it to continue to go higher. Turn equity is very good at 30%. It's great cash flow, $8.05. They're definitely going to pay that 1.8% dividend. They'll probably increase it. But sales are starting to weaken a little bit. So I like Kroger, but I, I definitely would think you should take profits at this point. I really do. I would do it. If I had a 40% gain, I would take half. Okay, Jacob, appreciate the call. Thank you. My focus point today concerns the story behind this headlines. Three sectors with the biggest fair value increases. Pay attention. The biggest fair value increases. The value of the stocks. The fair value of the stocks increase. Not the stock price. We're not talking about returns or anything. We're talking about what what sectors grew their value the most. Okay? What sectors? We're going to talk about the top three or so. Okay, and this was this is a, an assessment by you know not just me. I don't you know I'm not doing this. I'm I, this is from an article I read and I want to share it with you. Other topics I want to talk about. There was a financial knowledge quiz by Magnify Money out to ten questions. How many think you got? How many how many out of the out of the survey they took and asked you ten questions? How many questions do you think the average person got right out of 10? Give you some stats there. Habits of self-made millionaires. I've talked about this before. I've even suggested a book, and I'm going to suggest it again that you should read. If you want to become a millionaire, that's not impossible. It's not, it's really not that difficult if you have any kind of, uh, any kind of, um, I don't want to say ambition, but any any kind of desire to do that, you can do it. It's implementing very simple things, but you got to have the patience, and most people don't have that patience. They don't. And did you see the T-Mobile uh, massive data breach? There hasn't been a lot out on this. I'm going to talk about that for a few seconds too. Those are things we're going to discuss here on the show, everybody. But, of course, as I said, we go where you want to go. So where do you want to go? Where are we going? 
My trivia question uh, will come at the halfway mark concerns estate planning. No matter your age, you should make preparations. So how did the market do today? Up. That was up 31. It was up much bigger than that. So it gave back most of the gains later apart, later part of the day. Uh, the NASDAQ was up 77. That gave up a lot of gains too. And the S&P was up 7. Market was up. But it was a little distressing. It was up better, much better earlier on and gave it up toward the end of the day. I'd rather see it the opposite. Have slow games during the middle, early part of the day and then continue to build on them. But we had just, we didn't have that. So that's what it did. We're heading to a break, everybody. I'm here ready for your questions. 888-99-CHARGE. Summer's moving fast. The Labor Day holiday is already on the horizon, and you can't afford to lose focus. So have your finance and investment questions ready and call Steve Peasley now. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. This is Fernando giving you a call from Boston. Love the show. Thank you so much for putting this info out there. I had a question for you. I own some shares of IEC Electronics, ticker symbol IEC. They recently signed a merger agreement with a private company called Creation Technologies for fifteen thirty-five a share. The shares had a good jump on this news and now floating around $15.22 a share. My question now is what happens that this public company stock that I own has been bought out by a private company, right? There's something about a tender out there. Will that buy my shares at the merger agreed price of fifteen thirty-five? And if so, you know, how would I get notified about that? I don't see anything from my broker. I use TD Ameritrade. So I just don't know if I should be selling now or wait to hear more about the uh, the offer on the tender. Appreciating the info. Thank you so much for your help. Take care. Okay, so someone wants to buy this company for $15.35, and right today it went up to $15.22. It actually did that uh, yesterday, and that yeah, is staying right there. Okay. So why didn't it go to fifteen thirty five? Because when there's an offer to buy a company, that never goes to that offering price. Well, no, I won't say never. Rarely does it go there. It goes up to 90% or closer of that offering price. Why? Because what could happen next is the deal could fall through. Right? The, they, could, they can also sweeten the offer if there was somebody else came in and made another bid. But that doesn't happen very often. So this is what's going to happen. If you do nothing... Your share, you're going, to be, you're going to be requested by the company, depending on how many shares you have, to vote those shares to either accept or decline the deal. You're going to be able to make, remember, you're the owner, and so is every other shareholder. Of course, your vote, you probably don't have very many stocks. I mean, there's 9 million, there's 10.6 million shares outstanding, so you don't, you know, you don't have, chances are good that you don't have you know, that much, that many shares. So whoever has a majority of shares are the ones who are going to make this decision. Okay, and there'll be mutual funds involved. Whoever owns those shares, management owns 6%. Funds own 15%. The public owns the rest. So there's going to be an offering. There's an offering, and you're going to be given a choice to vote yes or no on the deal. Most likely the deal will go through with what no matter what you vote. I always take the money and run when there's an offer. I will sell this stock tomorrow, take my $15.22, and be out of there and be happy for the, the move. Why do I do that? Because I don't, I don't like the unknown. It's not going to go up 
uh, hardly at all, if any, right? Because it's it's already gone to where it's going to go. So the only thing, uh, the main thing that could happen is something bad happened, and I don't want that to happen. What if they do their due diligence, the buyers, and find out, oh, these numbers aren't what they're supposed to be? They lied. Well, the, st- the deal is off, right? Stock goes right back down where it was. Yeah, so I don't like that unknown. You know it's $15.22. I'd take it. Take it and run. That's what I do. Okay, my focus point today concerns a story behind the headlines. Three sectors with the biggest fair value increases. Okay, three sectors with the fair value increases. Not talking about the stock price. Please differentiate that. The value of the sector increased. Why? Because the earnings for those companies in those sectors did very, very well in the most recent quarter. Okay, so, and maybe the stock didn't go up as much, but it doesn't matter because it's not related to the stock. It's related to the fair value of that industry and its rise, the value of those stocks. Okay, how they calculate that value, well, I don't want to get into that because that takes time. I will get into what was what what was the biggest jump in value for the sectors? Nineteen point four percent, and that was basic materials. Next, energy sixteen point four percent, healthcare sixteen point two percent, and then technology fifteen point four percent. Industrials were next at ten point eight. Then everybody, everything else was the single digits. Okay, so we talked about, we Justin and I have talked about it for probably a year, about the value stocks and, and commodity-type positions is where you need to be. Well, this is one of the reasons. We've, we saw value increasing in these basic materials, energy, industrials, healthcare, not technology. We didn't talk about technology, really. But we knew that those values would probably go up and hopefully the stock prices would follow suit. Okay? That's the idea. Where is their value in the market? Where is their uh, value so good that stock prices should follow up? And that's what we were discussing. Now, technology moved up very nicely in value too, but their stock prices were already way overvalued compared to the value of the companies. So, But their value of the companies did go up pretty strongly, 15.4%. What do the stock prices go for those technology sectors? How far do they go up? They go up more than 15%? I can tell you, you know, maybe not. So, very interesting scenario, what's going on. This is Invest Talk, and I'm Steve Peasley. So we're here today. Why am I doing this show? Why am I doing the podcast? Well, I know you need and want effective strategies and you need help dealing with the market volatility and what's going on. Hey, there's always uncertainty and you need help to, you know, dealing with it. How do I handle it? I can help you. Give me a call. 888-99-CHART. Each day, InvestTalk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for InvestTalk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. 
888-99 chart. We're going to go to Andreas in Riverside. How you doing, Andreas? Hey, Steve. I'm doing well. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, I had a question. I wanted to get your thoughts on ticker symbol IDT. I mm-hmm. bought it uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, haven't held it super long. It had a good run up, but it's recently gone down uh, quite a bit from there. And I use Schwab as my broker. I've been trying to take a look at the earnings and cash flow, but, I, but I'm having trouble seeing kind of estimates for future. And so it's hard for me to make a call on whether I want to hold it or, or sell it. And I was hoping you might be able to help me or give me some thoughts on that. Okay. It's, it's difficult because we don't have 2021's numbers yet. And here it is, August of 2000. You know, 21, come on, I should have an estimate for the year, but we don't. Now, I can tell you that it made 47 cents in the April quarter and 49 cents in the quarter before that. So let's say it's going to make a little less than $2 a share. It's a $46 stock. That means it's 23 PE, right? So is that cheap? Well, not really. It's, it's not cheap for this stock. Return equity is very good, 37%. This is IDT Corporation, everybody. Provide, uh, the symbol IDT, isn't Tom? Provides prepaid char- chargeable calling cards, network access, local exchange, long-distance wireless, voice-over internet protocols. Uh, so that's what it does. It's a $1 billion company, and it makes about $373 million in sales a quarter. So... The growth rate, the most recent quarter, was nice at 16%. Before that, it was under 10, running, ranging from five, 1% to 5%, basically. So I'm thinking that it's probably, there, you know, it's, it's, it went from $6 in, in September 2020 to 50, like $56 in dollars at 46 I think it's a fair value. I don't think it's going to go up. I think it's already made its huge run, and it's probably going to weaken. That's what I think is going to happen. Um, so I would be very careful holding on to the stock because, I, I, the, you know, if it can keep that 16% growth rate it had in the most recent sales quarter, then I would I would maybe feel better about it. But that was a one-time thing, so I'm not so sure it can do that again. I, I don't know. I'd have to see if the future numbers – Estimates are going to increase 15 to 20%. If they are, I might hold on to it. If they're not, I'm out. That's what I would do. Okay? Appreciate the call. Thank you. Thank you, Andres. When people take the time to leave an Talk podcast review on iTunes, I we like to thank them for that as a courtesy. So we appreciate it when you do leave a, a review for us. Even if it's bad, we'll still thank you. Okay, uh, Elizabeth394. I would appreciate your opinion on Val. It's been falling recently, and I'm wondering if I should remove it from my portfolio or wait for it to bounce back. V-A-L-E is the symbol, and that's Brazilian company engaged in the mining and exploring of minerals in Brazil and five other countries. Uh, Okay, so it's going to make $5.52 this year and then go down to $4.34 next year. Sales are increasing pretty strong. 122% 122% in the most recent quarter, June quarter. Before that was 81, before that was 48. So sales may have peaked, that's a worry, but it pays an 8.3% dividend. It's an $18.92 stock. This stock is super cheap. Remember I, I said at the talking point that values have gone up? 
Well, this is the sector they're talking about, the, the, you know, one of the largest growth in value. In other words, their sales increase, their, you know, uh, uh, the profits increase, but the stock price not so much. So I personally, uh, since they pay 8 point something percent dividend and they can easily afford that, I'd hold on to it. Yes, the stock has fallen off. It got up to $23 or so. Today is $18.92, and it has a lot of support around $18, right around that range, so I can see it going down there. It made a big bounce today, and so, you know, it's up 5% today or so. I, I think I think you hold on to it. I think you hold on to it. You don't sell it. Two, the value is really there. And the value of the company is just exploding up. Stock price isn't. But the value of the company is. And they're paying 8% dividend. I like it. Okay, uh, let's see. Um, we'll do another one. Here's another iTunes revision. Justin always says he is really a fan of regional banks right now. I am too. I recently, I, I am, not him, not the person writing this. I am. <laughs> I am as well. Uh, uh, so he's asking about he's asking he's asking about the value of the banks. Okay, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get back to that question after the break. I'm running up against the break. Estate planning is one of the most unloved steps in creating a financial plan, but if you don't prepare it, you will surrender control of how your estate is settled when you pass away. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. Can you name three or four of the typical estate planning mistakes that you should avoid? After break, I'll supply the answer, but I but for now, my phone lines are open. You can call 888-99-CHART. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented, speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally. First with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value. So your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com slash today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? 
And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. The stock market is volatile. It's constantly changing. So how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief Riskalyze quiz. 888-99-CHARTERS is our number, everybody. 888-992-4278. Okay, we talked about a, uh, the, qu the quiz question, okay? The quiz question, the trivia question. Can you name three or four of the typical estate planning mistakes that you should avoid? No one really likes to think about their own death. No one does. Uh, and mine's coming up, but no one likes to think about it. I don't want to think about it. So developing a comprehensive estate plan can be, you know, kind of unsettling and, and complicated, got a huge family. I'm, it's going to be, I have no kids and a huge family. So I know how it can get complicated. Now, here are some of the mistakes you must not make. Okay. The most common estate planning mistake is to avoid it altogether. Unfortunately, this mistake is far too common. You know why it's, it's a terrible mistake? 
because you're going to let lawsuits fly and your estate's going to shrink down to nothing. Because you don't have a plan. What's the, <laughs> you need to you know, be very clear with your inheritors. Even those people you don't want to inherit something, you have to be clear that you don't want to give them anything. They're the ones that are going to file lawsuits when they don't get anything if you don't have an estate plan, a clear plan. Okay? Doing it yourself. Okay, that is so wrong. You can't do it. Don't be printing out, oh, I'll print out a will, and then I'll print out a, you know, a, 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 a living trust document, and, you know, and then don't, don't even try. Don't think about it because... It can be attacked, and every attorney in the world will attack it. Anyone that you that your relatives hire that they don't like what's in that plan that you made by hand, they'll attack it. You've got to have all the proper legalese there. Don't try to do it yourself. Got to consider all contingencies. And one of them, as I said, you know, one of them is relatives that, you know, distant relatives if you're not clear, those distant relatives and you have a good, decent estate, they're coming after you. They're coming after your estate. Even if you don't haven't seen them in 50 years, they're still coming. Don't think they're not. And not considering tax ramifications. Okay? You got to think about that. That's why you hire an attorney to think about these things, not you. You know, there's different states, you know, there's a federal tax, uh, inheritance tax, there's the state inherited tax, how they interplay with each other. What if you live in a different state and then the and the uh, estate plan you made was in some other state? How does that affect anything? What if you moved after retirement? There's things you, got, you, you don't know about. We don't know about. I don't know about. Why hire an attorney? Okay, back to the iTunes review question, okay? This is from uh, uh, TXGO, and he's asking about CFR. CFR, let's pull that up. That's Cullen Forest Bankers. And this is uh, the question about, you know, regional banks, why Justin and I like them, and he wants to know about this particular regional banks. So Cullen Forest Bankers, Inc. Uh, is out of Texas, Holding company for Frost National Bank, operating in 100, 155 offices in Austin, Dallas, and five other Texas regionals. Okay? They make money. They've made money for years and years and years. Nothing very spectacular on growth. You know, they've had growth. They've had shrinkage. They're going to make $6.52 this year. That's 28% more than they did in 2020. But that's going to go back to five sixty-eight, down 13% next year. And it's $114 stock. Okay, so, uh, so you're talking about a, what a twenty PE, twenty PE, and the five year range is eight to twenty. It's too expensive. I don't like it. It's too expensive. They don't have the growth. It doesn't have what's. Why should it be worth more? It does pay a dividend, two point six percent. It has great cash flow. They have control, very good control of their debt. So management owns five percent. Mutual funds are net kind of selling off a little bit for the last year, but not a lot. But there's nothing to uh, tell me this is worth more money. The only thing I can think of is a buyout candidate. 
by a bigger bank. It's a $7.3 billion, so it's not that small. So, James in New York. James, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for the call. Um, I wanted to see where you stood on uh, RCL, Royal Caribbean uh, Cruise Lines. Um, I bought it in the very early stages of the pandemic. Um, I've about doubled my money, and I'm thinking of maybe moving on, unless maybe you think there's a a reason to hold on to it. Um, I thought maybe I might ship some money out of the consumer space, and and that's why I'm thinking of maybe selling. But uh, what are your thoughts on that uh, company? Well, Royal, this is a you know obviously a, a reflation of the world economy. Royal Caribbean Cruise Group. Uh, before the pandemic, it was selling for about one hundred twenty, one hundred thirty dollars, and today it's at eighty-two. It went all the way down to the twenty-dollar range. Okay, so it got as high as looks like it bumped up against one hundred dollars and then traded off a little bit. Um, they're going to lose fifteen dollars sixty-seven cents a share this year. Not surprising. They lost eighteen dollars a share last year. Next year, they're finally going to turn around for a dollar twenty-five per share. So it's pretty expensive, right? $82 stock going to make a dollar 25, but it's all based on coming back. Is it going to come back the way it was? I think it's going to take a long hard slog to get back to, you know, 9 $10 per share earnings. I think it's going to take years, several years. Um so I I probably it's already made the big bounce. I probably I think your thinking is correct. Take take the money, take the profits, and maybe uh, re reclassify into something else that has better value. That's what I I would do. You made a great trade. Now take advantage of it by making sure you lock in some of the profits. If you still want to kind of you know keep it, that only keep a very small portion. You know, take take the bulk of it off the table. I would take it all off the table because it's going to take a long time. Thanks for the call, James. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay, financial knowledge quiz by Magnified Money. Four out of ten questions were answered correctly. That means six out of ten were incorrect. Okay, what distresses me is some of the stats. 70% of the people they question don't understand compound interest. Okay. That's pretty high, but that's not the one that really bothered me. I mean, I don't think compound interest is very difficult, but if no one's ever explained it to you, how would you know? This is what bothered me. Those who have investment accounts, in other words, they have money in the market and they are managing it or having somebody else manage it or they're buying mutual funds, whatever it is, they have money in the market. 32% of those people... Do not know what the S&P 500 is. What? You have money in the market, and you don't know the main index out there. You don't know what that is. S&P 500. Another one. Less than half know what a P.E. ratio is, price-earnings ratio. Okay, that might be a little bit harder, but... These are so basic. And these are for people who have money in the market. They don't understand what these things are. Are they making decisions on their money? And they have, this is so basic. What is the S&P 500? What's the P.E. ratio? And you have money in the market? You need to learn the basics. 
This is very, very, very basic. Okay? Well, we are moving through August pretty fast. I mean, Labor Day is right around the corner. Labor's on Monday? My goodness, I didn't know it was coming up on Monday already. Less than two weeks away. Jeez. Okay, almost every podcast, I'd like to take a minute to talk about KPP Financial. Just real quick, we're in Orange County, California. That's between L.A. and San Diego County. Um, here on Invest Talk and at KPP Financial, we operate with the same philosophy every day, independent thinking, shared success. And we do implement this for ourselves, right? We, we do. Uh, we give you unbiased guidance. We practice parallel investing, meaning we invest right alongside our clients, the same stocks, the same everything, bonds, the same price, same percentage of our portfolios, so that we're, we're with you on this, okay? So with the same investment strategies. And we will take a look at your portfolio for free. We will. We encourage you to take advantage of our ability to take a look at your portfolio, find out what kind of portfolio you really want, and see if your current portfolio matches it. If it does, great. You can send us an email, a message to our investtalk.com. Pretty easy. Or you can call our KPP Financial Office in Irvine, California. And after speaking with us for about 10 minutes, you'll realize we're a little bit different. We are not here to push our 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 uh, services on you. We would love to have you as a, as a client, but we're not here to push it. We're not. We want to help. We really do. So we'll help you if you give us a, give us the opportunity to do so. We'll help you. Okay. Next up, we will play a question from North Carolina asking about Roth IRAs. That is next on Invest Talk. Our Invest Talk mission is to help you make better investing decisions. To do that on your own, thumbs up or thumbs down choices based on good, solid investing principles. But we need your questions to keep us on track. 888-99-CHART or click on Contact Steve or Contact Justin on investtalk.com. Hi, guys. This is Lee from North Carolina. I have a question about backdoor Roth IRAs. My wife has a rollover 401k from a previous employer. I was curious if this is eligible to be used to do a backdoor Roth. And if so, how would I go about doing that? Thank you. Okay, so it's a rollover 401k, meaning it's a rollover IRA right now. You know, There's not a rollover 401k. It's a 401k, you rolled over into an IRA. So it's a rollover IRA, okay? Try to get that, that right in your head so that you know. Now you're taking that IRA, and you want to backdoor it into a Roth IRA. Well, that's pretty easy. Open up a Roth account, start moving the assets over there. Just know that every asset that you move over to the Roth is added to your income, Okay, and you have to pay income tax on it. So consider that carefully before you start rolling over IRA to Roth IRA money. Okay? And when you roll over, when you have a rollover, you can actually roll over because usually you're limited to the amount that you could put in a Roth IRA and an IRA. There's a, there's a limit, five dollars $6,000 a year. But the rollover from a, a 401k, rollover IRA, you can put all of it in the Roth but I would be very, very careful of doing that. Check with your uh, check with your accountant before you make that decision. Don't just do it. Check with your accountant. Talk to him about it. Talk to him about tax consequences. 
Okay, I really appreciate you guys. I do. Uh, Spencer from Athens, Athens says, I just had a question about the ticker COG. I'm bullish on the natural gas space long term, and this company used to be a 100% natural gas producer before it merged with Simerex. But it could be a value trap. Let's take a look at it. COG, everybody. COG. COG. Cabot Oil and Gas Corp. Engaged in the exploration and production of oil and gas in Pennsylvania, South Texas, and the Texas Panhandle. It's a $5.8 billion company. It's going to make $2.16 next year. Made $1.73 this year. That's up to almost 200% from the year before. COVID year. Up from the COVID year. Uh, the yield is 3%. It's a $14 stock, and it's going to make $2.16. So that tells you that it's about, what, an 8 PE, right? Not even, 7, 7 PE, 7 PE. Well, what's the five-year range? 8 to 271. Okay, so it's very low, at, low at, it's at the bottom of its range. Is it a value trap? Well, if you said there was a recent purchase, that's what makes me nervous. What was that purchase, and is it, what kind of, what, what kind of effect will it have it on the sales and earnings of the company, you know? And how much do they go into lawyer debt? doesn't look like they have a ton of debt, just some debt. Uh, so I'd be curious to know what that deal was before I made a decision. Uh, the stock has not performed very well. The investors obviously during, obviously didn't think that that uh, adding to the company, that that it help, it's going to help the company. Or else they would have went up in price instead of down in price. Let's see. To be acquired by Simerex. So this company is going to be acquired, it says, May 24th. When do if that happened or not? Yeah, I, I got to find all that, and I don't have that in front of me. So it's hard for me to give you an answer. I can't give you a, a straight answer on that. Sorry about that. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay, how about habits of self-made millionaires? These are people that have certain habits that help them become millionaires. And I've talked about this off and on over the years. It's not hard. It really isn't. And I will give you an answer, but we got to take a break quickly here. This is InvestTalk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue right after the break. So get your questions in, 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888 99Chart. Okay, I was talking about habits of self made millionaires. There's a book out there called The Millionaire Next Door. I suggest that all of you get it and read it. It's a short book. You'll have it read in a couple of hours. If you're a very slow reader, maybe four hours at tops. It's not very thick. But it talks about millionaires next door and their habits. You know, most millionaires that live next door, you don't even know that they are. Okay, some of their habits. They start small. 
They don't have, I'm going to make a billion bucks on this thing and I'm going to take all these risks. They don't, that's not how they act. They start small. They start saving their IRA. They start putting money away. The second thing they have, they live frugally. They don't live beyond their means. They live below their means. That's one of the most common things you can do. The easiest thing you can do is live below your means. In other words, don't rent a higher price place to live. Don't buy that expensive car. Don't pay cash for everything. Don't go into debt. You don't need to. You don't have to have the latest thing is the greatest things. You don't. If you want to be a millionaire, that's how they act. Save aggressively. Invest wisely. Don't, you know, I, I, I have young nieces and nephews. When I say young, they're in their 20s. Some of them are in their 30s. And they think that they're going to make, they're going to get, they can get rich on, on cryptocurrency, some of them. I'm going to bust in cryptocurrency. It's going to go to a billion dollars a coin. They have no clue what they're doing. When they talk like this, I know that the cryptocurrencies are going to go down because you got people that don't know what they're doing investing in them. Invest wisely and be persistent. They, millionaires are persistent. They save, they invest, they don't freak out when the market turns on them. They keep investing, they keep saving, they keep at it persistently for years. Years, and you'll be rich. Now, uh, one of my sister-in-laws, we won't name names, said years ago, years ago, I'd say probably 30 years ago, when I was talking about she needs, to, you know, she needs to be more careful with the money, needs to save and invest because you know you, you got to save for retirement. "Quote: I don't want to do that. I want to enjoy life while I'm young." Okay, she's going to have to work till she dies. She'll be a greeter at Walmart. That's fine. That's what you want to be. It's up to you. I'm not going to be a greeter at Walmart. I can guarantee it. Anyways, so that's. Let's go and pick up another caller. Hadid from Fremont. How you doing, Hadid? Doing fine. Uh, what is the future of CXM? CXM. Uh, the stock uh, started around 16 and then went up to 27 and then now coming down to 18 or so. Well, uh, It's a $5 billion. Yeah. $4.4 billion market cap. It's Sprinkler Inc. provides enterprise software to improve marketing, advertising, customer service, and product development. It's a fairly new company. Came out, let's see, let's see, when did it come out? It came out in June of this year. And it's a new IPO company. It doesn't make money. It's not going to make money this year. Not going to make money in, in 2022. Not going to make money in 2023. Sales growth is in the high teens, sales. But my personal feeling is I wouldn't buy this stock. I don't like to buy companies that don't make money. And it's an IPO. you got to wait at least six months after the IPO before you even consider it to see how their first two quarters go in sales, you know, before you really consider it. So it's $17, but it's not going to make any money. Uh, I wouldn't buy it. Indeed, it's not for me. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Okay, T-Mobile. T-Mobile, everybody, had 50 million people's records stolen, exposed. We're talking about driver's license, social security numbers, addresses. 
Do you even know about it? They haven't even noticed those people. They haven't notified them. They haven't notified them at all. What? 50 million. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family about us. It's free for everybody, the podcast, download. You can get it downloaded from iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and investtalk.com. And you can view, if you review and rate us on iTunes, we'll be happy to answer your question. If you leave a question on iTunes, and we'll push you up the front of the line. We'll try. Okay? You can browse our podcast by topics. We would suggest that you do so if you have an interest in a particular financial topic. IRAs, Roth IRAs, U.S. labor market, whatever of your interest. Independent thinking, share success. This is Invest Talk. Good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered and offered to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. Invest Talk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial.